This is HPR episode 2928 entitled Building Markov Chains with Haskell and is part of the series Haskell. It is posted by Toroto and is about 30 minutes long and carries a clean flag. The summary is How to Build Markov Chains with Haskell. This episode of HPR is brought to you by archive.org. Support universal access to all knowledge by heading over to archive.org forward slash donate. Then it will be item 
dat maak onkliks dinge. En config continuations, it is a map a list item a, meaning that it's a map or a dictionary or hash table or associative array, there's a many names for this uh, structure, where the key is a a, type of a, it's a and the value is list of item A. So this, if the uh, config starts tells you all the possible starts of the chain, then the continuations is a, a map where you can look with a current current uh, event key value, whatever, uh, and find the li list of next possible items and uh, that's the config and then the next data type is uh, item A that has a single single value constructor item frequency maybe A and frequency is that what we used in our weighted list so item is a uh, frequency where the type is a maybe a so so when we have a item we know that it could be a for example it could be an indexer and it has a specific chance of being picked from the list and it is maybe a because we also want to have our change to end at some point. In, well, at least some change we want to end at some point. Of course, you could, ha could have an infinite change. But uh, if you reach a nothing as a next element, this, it means that that's the end of the chain. Uh, in the speaking of choosing items, uh, in the previous episode, we wrote that choose function that is used to choose a random item from the weighted list. I renamed that to choose M. Otherwise, so if I'm talking in this episode about choose M, you can you you will remember or think that it's the choose that we talked in the previous episode. Uh, building the configuration. This is the this was the actually the tricky part. It depends on the case. You can hand code it if you have a small small configuration, or you can. Uh, what I, what I usually do is you can feed a lot of examples to some function that analyzes those examples in some way and builds a configuration from them. Essentially, it's, you need to take a. If you have a, you you, you basically need a example of change. So you separate the chain into the elements and then you from that list you pick up all the starting elements and then you add all the elements in the middle keeping track of which element can lead to which one at with frequency and then you also have to add the ending elements those elements that don't lead into anything anymore. And all this while keeping track of the weights or frequencies, how often do these get picked up. But 
in this episode we are just going to assume that there's a suitable config at, at, at our disposal. So let's start with the building the chain. Uh, we have a one function, chain m, that has a signature of org a, random chain g, fat arrow, config a, arrow, random g, list of a. So, a has to be orderable, you have to be able to or order them, because we are using NAT. And that's a, I seem to remember that that's a, some sort of binary tree, and that requires that ORD instance. And G is our trusty friend random chain that we use to for picking random values. So for chain N, we give a config of type A, and we get back random G list of, of A. So we get back a computation that we can run to get a list of A's. That is our chain. And for the implementation, uh, it might be a good idea to look at the show notes. I'll try to explain this instead of read, reading this. So first we need uh, our starting element. So that is starter, left arrow, choose M, open parent, item to freak, dollar diamond config starts config close parent. So what we are doing is we are taking our uh, from our configuration we are taking our possible star items, turning them into the frequencies and using the choose and to pick one of them. For we can could pretend that we have our syllables as a our element. So this will pick the first and then we have a case. This is usually you wouldn't, usually you you probably wouldn't need this in practice, but I like to keep this okay, just in case somebody feeds in our config that doesn't have any starter elements. So we don't want to crash our system in this case. So we have a case. So we have a case where we uh, take that starter that we got, and if it's nothing, then we just return an empty list, because we don't have a starting, starting elements, we cannot do anything, we return an empty list, we got a chain of zero items. If we get a element, we call it H as a head, then we do that, uh, we say that the T as a tail, left arrow, tail of chain, config H. So we call a function called tail of chain, su supply it that our config that we are using, and give it to our single element. And from there we get a list back. And then we just do h colon t, meaning that we take our starter element and put that in front and or build a list where we have that tail with a starter element in the front. And that's basically, well, that, that is what the chain M is doing. So uh, now we have to figure out how to do the tail. And that looks 
almost identical to the chain M function, but uh, we just need to, instead of choosing the using the starter, we are using the uh, we are using the supplied uh, value. And for that supplied and for the supply value, we have to find out what are possible next values. So we start with that. We have a function candidate that has uh, ord a, fat arrow, config a, arrow a, arrow list of frequency maybe a. So uh, given a configuration and a element, we find uh, all the elements as a frequencies that could come after that element. And here we are uh, we are saying that the items are lookup x. X is, x is the name of the item that we are looking the next element. So lookup x config continuation config. So we are taking all the continuations we have in the configuration and finding the ones that come uh, as a list that come can come after the element of x. And because we are using map, we, we get back a maybe list. And then we again turn them into the uh, frequencies. And because we have multiples, multiple maybes here, then we, we are going to do fmap.fmap item to track items. So this uh, we might we might have a uh, so lookup returns and maybe a list maybe list A and that uh, lookup might not find anything and then might not be anything to continue like we we might have a, a end of the chain then we are doing the fmop to fmop because that turns only in the case we actually found a list of items, and only in the case that those items are actually contain a con uh, next element, we are turning them into the uh, uh, to the frequencies. And then we are using concat because we at, at this point we have a maybe list A. We might have that list, or we might not have might not have that list. So we call concat. And that turns that maybe list of A into the list of A. If we don't have a, if we have a nothing, we don't have a list of A, we get an empty list. This is, now this could have been written in a bit longer way. I could have written case fmap fmap item to free items off and then the case study nothing. Uh, arrow empty list just x arrow x so this would turn nothing to the empty list and just em list into the list but concat uh, is a shorter shorter more compact way of writing this and this is this is the thing that uh, Haskell is pretty uh, no well not tricky but a uh, lot of things is about just remembering or knowing that there is a suitable tool so you, so that you don't repeat the same piece of code 
multiple times and you don't re-implement code that is already available in the standard library. So uh, I, I tend to use a tool called Google, that is a search search tool where you can you can act, you can put a signature of a function that you are after, and then it suggests that these these functions do the similar things, and then you can look look through through that list and try to see if there's anything that is useful. That helps me because then I don't have to remember everything. And also, I'd have, I I hadn't even realized that you could use concat to do such a thing. But now I know that because I did the search and realized that you can do it like this. So Haskell functions really are like a Lego bricks. They have slots for incoming data and text for outgoing data, and then you just clip them together and build bigger bigger pieces out of the out of them, and then you can and those then those Bigger pieces again have slots for incoming data and text for outgoing data, and you can snap them to together and make complete programs. And sometimes you need a small adapter to make things fit. Then you have to write that small function by yourself and put that between two bigger, bigger pieces to build even bigger piece. So Haskell is actually a relatively simple language when you get over the initial learning hump and don't wait into deep end of the mathematics because you have, one has to remember that it's a academic it is used as academic research language so there's a lot of math theory out there that it's that it is interesting but that is not required for you to understand what you are doing and you don't need that stuff to be productive with Haskell. It's enough that you know some details, some some basic things, and then you can start building the programs. And while you're building it, then you learn a lot of things. And I've been learning a lot of things writing these and talking about them in the Hacker Public Radio, because every time I talk about these things, I have to really really understand what I'm talking about, go through the code, and often at that point I find that, hey, there's this part that would be written in a different or more clean way. Uh, but anyway, so candidates is a function that given a, a config A and an item, uh, and config A and A returns a list of frequency maybe A's, meaning that this is a list of uh, items that can follow your, the item that you gave to. So now that we have that, we can finish our tail of chain. Tail of chain is a function with a signature of hort a random chain g, fat arrow config a, arrow a, arrow rand g, list of a. So given a configuration and Start, starting item, it returns a computation that gives you a list of items. That's a chain. And that's a, almost identical to the chain M, except that instead of choosing from the starters, you are choosing from the candidates. So item, left arrow, choose M, candidates, config C. So given, given these candidates, pick one. And 
if if that something is nothing, we get an empty list. We return empty list. So this is the end of the chain. And it could be nothing for two reasons. There might not be continuation after after the item, or the continuation after the item that we picked might be nothing, signifying that there's a there could be a uh, certain certain elements could have a 25% chance of being the last element of the chain, depending on the, depending on the configuration. But if we find the element, then we just call xs left arrow tail of chain config x. So x is what we found. Then we call tail of chain with our configuration and x. So given this item we found, compute the tail of tail of the chain. And then we return the x colon xs. So we take this one item that we that we were handed that this is the this is the starting item and we stuck that in front of list that we computed and returned that. Okay, so in the end we sort of have a, a, a list where the first item is age. Next item is choose m candidate config age, and then it's choose m candidate config age prime, choose m candidate config age prime prime, and so on, ending to the empty list, which is the whole the, uh, uh, end of the list. So the age prime and age prime prime are just uh, meaning that this is the uh, based on the previous. Element. So we are we are just really computing the whole list, and the tail of the list always uh, depends on the current element. And that's how that's how we can build Markov chains that are of generic type and depend on the configuration. Uh, we could, for example, have a okay, a really simple one would be actually flipping a coin. There's a there, there's always a fifty fifty chance on the on the head or tails and then you would get a long list of heads and tails. But that's not particularly interesting. I'm going to later on going to show what you what what it what it is that I'm writing this for and what what I usually use this for. So, a uh, couple extra things still. So, for convenience, we don't, we sometimes we don't have that run GA at hand, and or we want to work with generators directly. So, for that, we define an auto function chain that has a, a signature signature of ORT A random chain G, fat arrow config A arrow G config. Ah, uh, sorry, let me do that again. Uh, it has a signature of ORT A random chain G fat arrow config A arrow G arrow tuple of list A G, meaning that given a config and a random chain, we return a tuple where the first element is a list of A our chain and the next element is a the second element is a new random generator new state of the random generator. And this is just uh, implemented as a 
chain config g equals run rand open parent chain m config close parent g. So we are we are constructing that computation with chain n, and then we are calling run rand g that will uh, run our random generator, our, our computation with supply generator. Sometimes, another thing, some, sometimes we would like to have an infinite amount of chains at hand. Like, for example, we would want to have, we would want to, for example, have five chains, and we want to filter those chains based on some criteria. So easiest, easiest, easiest thing to for, to do to do that is to just build infinite list of chains, then filter that infinite list of chains and pick five five first ones. Of course, when you are building an infinite list, you are not actually building that infinite list. You are just making that. This is a computation that you can that will uh, compute your infinite chain, and then you can just run that computation as much uh, as long as you need so that you get the amount of items that you want and then rest of the rest of the list well it 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 isn't really there but if you look it's there so you, it 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 really is from your point of view it's an infinite chain just don't try to for example, count the amount of items in that because that doesn't work. Uh, so that infinite amount of chains is a function change with a signature org a random chain g fat arrow config a arrow g arrow list of list a. So instead of list of a, which is a chain, we get a list of list of chains, and this is uh, defined as a uh, change config g equals c colon change config g prime. So where uh, c comma g prime equals chain config g. That's it. So we are making a list with a colon. Colon is a colon is a function where or infix infix function where the on the left side is the head of the list and the right side is tail of the list. So left side is a single item, right side is a list. So we are taking a list and putting a one element in front of it. So we are put making a list where the first element is a chain that we made with a chain config G. And the rest of the list is a change config g prime. So we are using the we are recursively recursively calling change. We are giving it the same configuration and we are giving it a new random generator state that we got from the back from the chain. And that one of course will make a list where the first item is again chain and the uh, first item is something that you got by calling a chain and the rest of the list is something that you get by calling chains. 
assuming. It's a recursive, recursive function that never, never ever terminates. But because Haskell is a non-strict language, meaning that it doesn't, it's, it's kind of like a, a lazy language in this sense. I don't quite grasp all the, all the finer points here, but one can think that it's a lazy language where the values aren't uh, computed until you until they are needed, or if they have, if there's a, that exclamation mark in front of the type, then it's computed immediately. So if okay, so so this this works because Haskell is non-strict. It, it, it that tail of the list is the waiting there to be computed. So we have a list of C colon C prime colon C prime prime colon C prime 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 until until the well infinitum and that's that's I think that's about it that I'm going to talk about uh, Markov change. So given a configuration, we can build a single chain where each each item depends only on the previous item and those chains can be finite or infinite infinite and we can build one chain or we can build infinite list of chains and what we do about those chains I'm going to look next time so the hardest part for me here was the, actually the building the configuration like configuring the configuration because the, it depends on the case. Sometimes sometimes it's easier to hand code it, hard code it by hand. Sometimes you need to have lots of examples that you analyze and build, build configuration from there. And the I have code for 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 example for thing that you have a chain and then you add a new item. And sorry, I have a configuration and then you say that this item is followed by this item and that is it's it's a it's a pretty well not complex but there's a lot of code and that's that's an amount of code that wouldn't be fun to listen listen to me read aloud so that's why I'm skipping it uh, so uh, well in the meantime if you have any questions, comments, or feedback, they are always always welcomed. Best way to reach me is by email or in Fediverse, where I'm tuturto at master.social. Or even be, even better, if you is that if you record your own Hackapathic Radio episode. Catch you later. You've been listening to Hacker Public Radio at hackerpublicradio.org. We are a community podcast network that releases shows every weekday, Monday through Friday. Today's show, like all our shows, was contributed by an HBR listener like yourself. If you ever thought of recording a podcast, then click on our contribute link to find out how easy it really is. Hacker Public Radio was founded by the Digital Dog Pound and the Infonomicon Computer Club and is part of the binary revolution at binrev.com. If you have comments on today's show, please email the host directly, leave a comment on the website, or record a follow-up episode yourself. 
unless otherwise stated. Today's show is released under a Creative Commons Attribution Sharealike 3.0 license.